Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Kelsey, happy Friday. It's great happy to Friday. see you. Hi, Nat. It feels so good to be back. Thanks for having me. Of course. Always good to be with Kelsey Nicole Nelson on Ladies First Fridays. Um, doesn't what doesn't feel good, Kelsey, is that yet again another week we're talking about domestic violence. Um yeah. domestic violence against black women. Domestic violence period is horrible, but you know, we focus a lot on women who look like us on this show. And um there's some allegations that came down against Von Miller. Um uh, you know it's this is this is very new the the charges or at least the 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 announcement came out about this yesterday so in terms of the news and the bills making a statement saying they're still looking into it uh i don't have a lot of hope ever when it comes to any of these sports leagues and how they handle matters of domestic violence but this is something that's very new and the facts are still unfolding i will note that the the alleged victim in this case has recanted, but that doesn't mean anything to me, uh, Kelsey, just because we know in these cases, often victims of domestic violence do recant. Um, in terms of what's actually been alleged here, um, there was an affidavit that the officers wrote, and they said that Miller twice put his hands on the neck of the woman, pulled out a chunk of her hair, and threw her onto a couch. The woman was treated for minor injuries, including bruising, on her neck but then it continues with more that was in the document the police were called wednesday to the couple's apartment miller became visibly angry when the woman went into the office in the apartment and slammed the door behind her he then told her to get out when she tried to collect her laptop and cell phone miller began pushing her she repeatedly yelled stop i'm pregnant and kelsey that might be the most concerning part to me um that she is pregnant this alleged victim um and her saying it in that moment uh, allegedly according to what's been reported to this point wasn't his first time learning of it there are apparently text messages between them in which she had alerted him before that she's pregnant the alleged victim also currently has children with von miller um also allegedly Miller then threw the laptop on the floor, stomped on it. That's when he pulled out some of her hair allegedly and threw her to the couch. He put, he put both hands on her. She told police that she recorded some of the attack when she, and when she threatened to call the police, he left. So right. 
there could be video of this. There may not be video of this. But the fact that the police still went through with um, filing the charges, asking Vaughn to come in and submit himself, you know, um, to, to respond to the warrant, the fact that there there might be video, these, these are allegations to be taken seriously. And I was disturbed from hearing them, Kelsey, I really was. Yeah, now, you know, I think you, you hit on everything so well. One, like you said, it's like we're tired of consistently hearing about domestic violence, not just happening in sports, but unfortunately, all over the world. We've seen rates um, especially go up Nat, since COVID-19 happened and obviously more people being um, in smaller, confined places. But I think when this happened, and like you said, it, it is alleged, but folks, there have been police reports filed. There also was a 911 call, right? So that's on record. And, you know, like you said, I mean, anytime you hear about abrasions being on somebody, and this is a woman who identifies as six weeks pregnant, this is a problem. And, you know, again, I know the facts need to unfold. I know he's since been released on bond. And Ashley said, yes, she has since recanted. It's not uncommon for domestic violence abuse survivors to do that. And again, this is all, you know, this is going to be their story that plays out. But all in all, you know, and you look at the Buffalo Bills, you look at, you know, what Von Miller has done, it being a bye week. And so all this happening, um, you know, it, it just, it hurt. It broke my heart, Nat. And especially, like I said, when I heard a, a you know, a, a child was involved. This is a woman, like you said, I mean, chunks of her hair pulled out, a chunk of her hair, just to visualize that. And like you said, even if it was, if a woman ever feels the need, you know, to feel like something needs to be recorded to protect herself in um, you know, you hear about the equipment that was damaged, a laptop, a phone that was damaged, essentially, which it seems like, Nat, if these allegations are true, to hide whatever was being recorded, that is a very scary situation. So all in all, you know, I just want my, my heart and prayers go out, you know, to her healing um, and obviously hoping she's in a safe, protected space. I do appreciate the police responding to this matter, um, you know, with the utmost urgency, which they should always do anytime that this happens. And, you know, again, the story will continue to unfold. But Nat, I think us as journalists, and like you said, as women, especially as black female women journalists, this is going to be something that we you know, stick closely to and continue to watch. Um, and I'm glad that we started the show with this because it is a serious matter um, and should never be swept under the rugs. And I really do hope sports leagues continue to work, you know, with domestic violence centers, with abuse survivors, you know, with their with their young athletes to make sure that this hopefully Nat, is not a story that we have to keep reporting on and continuing to talk about, because hopefully one day it really will not happen and people just learn to keep their hands to themselves at the end of the day, but just very disturbing reports. If you ever, if you hear the 911 call again, it just, it sends chills through your body just to know, you know, that whatever was happening that this female had to go through. And so I'm just thinking of her again and her mental health, her well-being, and just hope that again, she's in a space where she can hopefully heal from this horrible incident that we're hearing um, that has happened allegedly with whoever it happened with. But I just don't think that that we can say, you know, you get all these different bruising, you know, by yourself, especially knowing that this woman um, was pregnant. Just have to say that. Yeah, that that's the part. I mean, it's all, it's all disturbing to me. And like in full disclosure, we went back and forth about whether we should talk about this soon, just because it's so new. Facts um, are in full still an open investigation. Right. But it just, I read the report and I read what was in the affidavit and it really hurt me. And so, um, yeah, we decided we needed to talk about it and we did, and we will wait for it to unfold, like you said. So, we're gonna move on now, but our thoughts and prayers are with the, the victim and the children. Um, okay, so Kelsey, there was a game last night. A big one, Nat. <laughs> Everyone's it talking was. about it. <laughs> it was. 
And you know what, Kelsey? You know what? I was ready. I was so ready. So now I'm annoyed because the Seahawks, you know, they're so worthless. Like, what are they doing? <laughs> they had that game. They should have won that game. They had that game. And I was ready to like come and talk my ish, you know, about the Cowboys, <laughs> you know, because I'm an Eagles fan and they are a division rival. And so I'm annoyed with the Seahawks this morning, but you know, the, the Cowboys did, they, they got a win versus the Seahawks last night on Thursday night football and Dak, yeah. Dak had some bars at the podium. Why don't we uh, hear from Dak and what yeah. he had to say about that? No difference when, when they're hating me uh, and calling and calling, calling for me to my position. Honestly, I'm blessed. I'm super blessed. And, you know, I think about that each and, each and every day that I wake up. I'm grateful for that opportunity to do that. And I go and attack the day that I understand nobody's opinion defines me. And um, that, that's the great part about life. And that's the great opportunity that we all have, that people can say whatever they want. But, but you know, I have the pen, I have the paper, and I'm the one writing. So um, because I'm playing as well as I am now doesn't mean that I'm going to stop, doesn't mean I'm going to listen to them now. Uh, appreciate them. But I don't care about their opinions right now any more than I did when they said that, you know, when they're when they're calling for my spot. I hear that. I hear that. <laughs> Zach Prescott. And you shouldn't care about the haters because they're going to talk. And I'm a hater playfully right, because, you know, they are a rival. But in general, yeah, people are going to talk. And I, he's having an amazing season. Uh, and so he... Like he said, you know, after last year with all the turnovers and and interceptions and just constantly reiterating those numbers and stats, I'm sure this season has to be feeling good to be having this kind of season, Kelsey. You know, Dakota Prescott, I'm gonna call the full name today. You know, I feel like he hears the narrative that's been out there against him and he knows what the pressure was on him this season. We were asking, could he still be the starting quarterback for this Dallas Cowboys franchise? We were worried about those interception numbers Nat, coming into this season. And so I think Dak knows also that the defense has been what we've largely been talking about with this Dallas Cowboys team, right? And how good they've been. You look at their last three games before this game, they've been able to hold teams not to 37 points, but really in this game, it was the offense that just kept going like this was a game minus all the penalties 19 is way too much folks for any game so I get all, all the madness way on that too many oh don't <laughs> even get fun, me started the refs <laughs> no were revving last night and not in the good were doing way a lot a lot of flags a lot of flags yeah. flags if you don't for want sure. that you look at the offense I think they had the ball about 36 minutes of this game and they were able to move the ball and largely Dak was swinging that thing now I gotta give props when props are due you're an NFC East fan I cover the NFC East if anybody knows what it is to be annoyed with the NFC FC East team. It's probably me covering the commanders, uh, maybe right next to Giants fans um, right about now. But all that to say, you know, I think Dak, you know, I, I love it. I think he's letting people know like his his confidence is brewing. And I love that for him because I think that will make him play better. You know, last year, this time we were praising Geno Smith, Nat, for, you know, his good play and the bar that he gave us. You yeah. know, they tried to did my back, I guess, uh, Dax saying also drop a mix of his own, you know, that. But I think, you know, the true test will come. Their upcoming games, you know, I tweeted this before the Seattle game. I said, now we finally get to see a Seahawks team that will hopefully be battle tested. Now, Seattle also didn't have the best record coming into this game, Nat, but they were a team that we know has obviously played better football than a lot of the other opponents of the Dallas Cowboys. Now, again, this tougher stretch of the season they're about to enter into. And I think that's what folks are saying. We're trying to really see if this team is a true contender or if they've just been pretending because 
because they've been playing some sorry B teams. I'm sorry. It's just that way now. So all in all to no, say. Wait, but we, that, no, but I'm, I'm glad, glad you went there. But we're here. And I'm glad you went there first before me because people are like, ah, nah, you're just biased. But like, <laughs> and, but here's the reason, you know, because earlier in the season, the Cowboys were calling for the same energy. Am I correct? They yeah, wanted the they same were. energy and used Jalen Hurts specifically as an example, right? So I want the same energy for the Cowboys because you know what? Like, I really appreciate Patrick Queen from the Baltimore Ravens trolling them last night when he talked about the <laughs> fact that they only allowed the Seahawks to put up three on them because, you know what I'm saying? It's like... Y'all supposed to be this great, great, great defense, but yeah, um, you let up thirty-five points. Like, come on, game. let's just be clear: <laughs> the Seahawks should have won that game. And the then, yep. and then you know, I've heard a lot of talk about the Eagles being lucky. The Cowboys yeah. got lucky. I just want to know: am I doing that right? Is that how that works? Because they won a close <laughs> game. They won a close game that they shouldn't have won. So they must be lucky, right? They got lucky. So because that's been the storyline for the whole season. So when you ask yeah. me, okay, to keep the same energy, I'm keeping the same energy. That's all, that's all. <laughs> I feel like you know, Matt, this call, has been in your chest for a while. You've just you, been waiting to you, get this off, and I love this moment you call for you. All <laughs> of the media to keep the same energy. I'm keeping the same energy because <laughs> I see a lot of celebrating and excitement about the fact that they pulled out this win, but. Yeah. The odds were highly in favor of Dallas. They they right. remain undefeated at home. Many expected this to be a blowout, and that's not what it was. So no, it you was know, a great and, By night. the way, the Seahawks are a decent team, so I'm not like really right. trying to play them. It doesn't surprise right. me that they did this, but I'm just saying when the Eagles win up ugly or things fortuitous things happen to them, it's just they're the luckiest <laughs> team. So um, yeah. You're bringing the same energy, but look, we're giving we're giving credit where credit is due. And like you said, yes, the Cowboys team has been really good at home. But as you said, I want to see this next Eagles game, the Bills game. You know, uh, I mean, when they play, yeah, when the, you know, the Bills game, the Dolphins game is what I'm really looking forward to, and even the Lions because the Lions have been another surprise team this year. Maybe the only team I think right now that we can give the Cowboys a guaranteed win against in Washington. I'm sorry to have to say this is probably when they come here to Washington to play the <laughs> Commanders because this is just a team right now not in a lot of disarray, and I mean. After that, I know the commanders just want to play the Eagles hard, right? They always want to give the Eagles <laughs> problems, but no one else. You know, listen, we talked about this yesterday on the show about whether, or earlier this week, about whether the 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 Cowboys need a signature win. But even I, I was happy to see like Dallas Cowboys focused media in terms of like some of the bloggers and stuff saying like the fact that that game went the way that it did is concerned to wonder like, is this team really a contender? Are they really a contender? And I mean, look, the game we're about to get to soon, the one that we need to talk about, <laughs> I, I would still put Dallas in the NFC at least behind definitely the, the, the Eagles, my Eagles, and the 49ers. And then you have a debate with the Lions as well, right? So, you know, but to me, there's at least two teams clearing the Cowboys. So are they a contender? They're a very good team, but I don't, I, I still think those other teams First of all, we're not going to talk about how they got embarrassed by the, 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 the 49ers. And then, yeah, they played the Eagles. They played the right. Eagles. That was a closer game, and that was a lucky game, apparently, for the Eagles. But it was Dak Prescott who stepped out of bounds, right? It, it was... Yeah. I'm not trying to, but that was your mistake. But it was and, him. It was him. Right, and that's the difference between 
Jalen makes mistakes. He's not imperfect. I mean, he's not perfect at all. But when it comes down to it, in the clutch moments, when it comes down, he makes those plays that helps his team win, right? And so to me, that's why he is the MVP and should be the front runner. And that is also why, you know, I think that the Eagles are still like a notch above, you know, the Cowboys. But I can't even say shout out to the Cowboys. I can't. It's just not in me to do that. (laughs) But they won. They won their game. And we will see them soon, but not worried about the Cowboys right now because <laughs> we're about to talk about Eagles, the Eagles. The other right? NFC's team. <laughs> there is. And I think, Kelsey, you and I may be about to have our first real disagreement on this show, okay? Uh-oh. Because you put something, something in your feed item that really, really <laughs> like struck a nerve in me, okay? We're going to get there. But I want to say this, right? Like the Eagles are popping right now and there is a lot of talk about them. And to me, it should be because all season it's been 49ers, 49ers, 49ers. And it's been like (laughs) all of these other teams and and everything about the Eagles was discrediting their wins. It's ugly. We don't know. Just not wanting to give them their proper respect. So to me, one of the first signs of respect is just the fact that they have their game flex and now will be on Monday night football when that was huge the Seattle yes. Seahawks, right so um that's a very cool thing in general um first time in NFL history now listen, history the making <laughs> now listen the rules change that allowed the NFL to do this so that's probably why it hadn't happened before but it's still notable right that this Monday night flex occurred they said goodbye um Pats, Patriots, we do not want to see yeah. you. Sorry, Pat Mahomes, we love you, but no, we do not want to see the the, the Patriots. So, um, yeah, they got rid <laughs> of that We've seen game. enough of Mac Jones and that whole squad. <laughs> yeah. So it makes sense. So, I that. mean, I hope the Seahawks don't look to redeem themselves against my Eagles, but um, it should be a good matchup. But we're not here to talk about that. I just, I just thought it was noteworthy that the game was flex. So the real matchup it's a big deal like you said and for me Nat I mean obviously I think it's so fun to finally see I think honestly Jalen Hurts get the credit that he's long deserved I feel like for a long time he's been this great talented quite frankly disrespected quarterback playing in Philly but all of a sudden I think you know getting to the Super Bowl last year and falling just short I think people had high expectations but not believing like he was the leader that could do it but all in all this Eagles team has been riding high I'm gonna give them their full credit I said they look like a complete team this is a team that I think honestly Nat could get back to the Super Bowl and potentially obviously be playing out in Las Vegas this year but I'm liking what I'm seeing now the only thing I'm a little bit worried Nat is about those injuries the team has to stay healthy you know we're in that final stretch so if they can stay healthy though I'm telling you watch out for the Eagles and by the way I feel like Jalen Hurts has all of a sudden become like the newest NFL heartthrob Nat I feel like so many people now keep asking me questions about this man (laughs) and everywhere you see him I think every every woman is losing her mind over this man so I feel like Jalen is like living in his prime and living that good life playing good football everybody's talking about him so like I said I love this moment for Jalen Hurts and oh by the way don't forget the bag that he secured last season that he's also sitting on so it's just great to see him live in this moment lead this team and the Eagles have been a fun team to watch not perfect Nat I gotta be honest not perfect but they have the they have the ingredients to make a perfect recipe to potentially get back to the Super Bowl. Yeah, winning 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 is winning is the goal. And however you do it, you get it done. Listen, um Jalen is in a fully committed relationship. So I won't say too much. <laughs> yes, ladies. So stop. As, stop. Ex- except that <laughs> the fits are clean. The the fits are clean. <laughs> and I love 
I love looking at them every week when he, when he, when he walks in. Okay. But listen, Eagles, Niners, everyone is keyed in on this matchup and for a variety of reasons, a lot of history between these two teams. So let's see how this all unfolded, unfolded to why everyone is talking about this matchup. So Brandon, I come out and say he did. When he said he said that they was going to get exposed. The Eagles defense. What was he saying about yeah. that? Where's the holes? <laughs> yeah, right. Where are the holes? There's, there's, there's holes. No, what's the holes? It was some the wide open end. plays now. The back end. You got the all pro and the all pro. The D line make him all make make both of them all pros. You know, so yeah. Slay, I respect Slay. What about Bradbury? Dog. Trash. You term James Brad, Bradbury trash. After the football game last year, do you regret that? I mean, I don't regret nothing I said. When you hear him say something like that <laughs> and then double down on it, what, what is the key to staying focused and not letting that affect you in, in any way? Uh, I just approach one day at a time. You know, of course, I don't really necessarily like what he said. wish you to use a better word, you know, to describe my play. Uh, but it is what it is. And at the end of the day, all I can do is control my work ethic, you know, uh, what I do day to day. You guys are your underdogs for this game, Nick. What's your reaction to that? Again, not going to get wrapped into what anybody else thinks uh, of us, whether that's another team, whether that's, um, you know, whoever makes the spreads or anything like that. Um, we just we just worry about going to work for ourselves. Um, but, you know, I don't I think going into last year and the year before that, no one really thought we would be any good. And um, I think that, we, it's okay. It's okay to be the underdog of this city. Um, I, I said on the, the radio the other day, like, before I ever stepped foot in the city, all I knew about this city was Rocky versus Apollo Creed, and the city plays the underdog well. Not meant to F that. The, 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 the <laughs> underdog shit is mad disrespectful. It's disrespectful. <laughs> this is going to be in Philly. They are... <laughs> the top team in the NFL, or at a minimum, they have the top record if you want to dispute that. And they're underdogs? What are we doing here? <laughs> Nick, for Nick's standards, was being very... Um, he was being kind. <laughs> yes, yes. But that, the, the I, look, I don't know how they come up with, you know, how they determine odds, but that shit is hella disrespectful, in my opinion. <laughs> but I'll stop there. Kelsey, as someone who probably doesn't have as much vested in this game as me. <laughs> you will be watching what closely, are your, <laughs> What are your thoughts on this matchup that's happening on Sunday? It really should I be am, uh, the, the night game. The but game. I mean, go ahead. It really should be, because this is the game I think that everyone's going to be watching. This is going to be the game that everyone should be talking about. By the way, I have to say, too, I love Nick Seriani on the sidelines. If you're not watching the football game, this man is the most animated man that you can ever watch. He loves this team, and you can tell he breathes into his players. And yes, as you see on the screen, you know, they had embraced that oh, underdog mentality <laughs> last season. But like you said, this season, I don't see them being the underdog. You know, you have Jalen Hurts, who's riding high with his Eagles. But on the other end, and you have a Brock Purdy, who, you know, we had seen a lot from that first season. High expectations. This season, San Francisco Francisco still playing well, but I, you know he still has good numbers, but not kind of to the level that we saw last season. And if you look at their numbers, that comparably, 
Jalen Hurts and Brock Purdy, their numbers are almost the same. And so I think when you look at that and you think about what happened in the last matchup and now these teams both being back atop the NFC, we are looking for a battle, you know, on the defensive side of the ball. You can never doubt Bosa. You got our guy from Washington on the other end to help free him up and Chase Young, who I think will also be bringing the pressure to Jalen Hurts. So you're looking at that offensive line, um, I think, being tested. But on the other end, I mean, Brock Purdy has to be the happiest man in football because look at who he has. Look at who he has to throw to. You have Christian McCaffrey, all-pro touchdown leader. He knows how to get into the end zone. You know, Debo Samuel, who went healthy team, who went healthy Nat? This team does not lose. A healthy Debo Samuel is a game changer and a difference maker, I think, for San Francisco. And then you look at Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle. I mean, sometimes it's not fair. It's like when it's like literally this team has everything that you could wish for. I like this test for the Eagles defense, and I think this will be a good test to, again, see if the Eagles are truly going to be a team that could get to the postseason and have success. But all in all, I'm looking for a good offensive game, but I'm looking for defensive turnovers, Nat, to potentially be the storyline in this one. But I'm telling you, Jalen has been playing well, but I think San Francisco is going to be bringing a lot of pressure his way. So it'll be fun to watch and see who comes out of this one. Nat, I can't wait for you. If the Eagles lose, I'm going to give you your space after the game. But if they win, I'll be the first one on your phone saying they did that and they deserve that. In my opinion, to be honest, this is a win-win situation for the Eagles. So first of all, let's 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 be clear about something, <laughs> okay? Um, I don't know why this is going to be a great test for the Eagles. In my opinion, it's going to be a great test for the 49ers. You know, it's a great test for both of them. I don't think it's one-sided. People have, for some yeah. reason, declared that despite the fact that they lost three in a row and everyone makes excuses for them, for their players being out and injured. Um yeah they somehow still seem to be the best team um, in the NFL, according to many, which is why, Kelsey, I was so, I had such a visceral reaction to your feed when you said, we need to talk about San Francisco more. I'm paraphrasing. I don't remember exactly what it is. <laughs> I said, what in the hell? Because nobody's talking up, about it. Nobody is, okay. Nobody is talking. The number three story in offense, That is all that is being talked about. San Francisco. Even on this show, Michael Smith cannot stop talking about them. He took about two seconds to give the Eagles their flowers. They're like, let's talk about the next week. Let's talk about the game. That's all people (laughs) care about. And to go on and on and on about the 49ers, all I see from other people in the media is about, "Mm, yeah, the 49ers. And they're healthy now. Oh, and the fact that they're so well rested. And they are. Everyone talks about the fact that the Eagles have had key injuries all season and are still pulling out wins. They don't get excuses made for them, right? <laughs> but they've been winning. But if they were to lose and they were missing pieces, that doesn't matter though, right? Because all I hear are the excuses. I was hearing that Brock Purdy was an MVP. So if he's an MVP, and I'm not trying to dismiss Debo's importance, but the fact that Debo was out should not have prevented you from winning and also should not have had you lose three games yeah. in a row. So, but no, so I have to play devil's advocate though. People not, not only can people not stop talking about them, not only do people have diarrhea of the mouth about the 49ers, but it's been all season. And the moment they won again, it was like, oh yeah, these are the 49s we recognize. Yep, they're back. And that's it. So like the Eagles, as you mentioned, are just starting to get their love. So how, yep. why do we need to hear more about we yeah, have, yeah, look, I, I'm a person that gives love what love is deserved, and they deserve it. <laughs> but I'm not saying that it has to stop. I'm just saying it hasn't gone anywhere. They've been getting the love. So more, 
How much more do we need? I, I think How they deserve that. I'm sorry, Philly fans, but this is a number three scoring offense. Now, they even deserve what? They but deserve getting it. What, even what, when they were losing, they're they were putting up 28 points, like at least averaging 28 points. But they are points. getting it. But they are getting <laughs> it. What, what? That's what I don't, you're saying more, but I'm saying that's all they I deserve see. it. They deserve no, it. Like, I'm hearing all about Jalen. I want to hear more about San Francisco because I think they're a timeline isn't properly curated. That has the potential. <laughs> I see nothing but 49ers propaganda on my timeline <laughs> and everywhere. And clips from media shows talking about the 49ers. It's going to be a personal game. <laughs> no, it is personal, but I'm just saying it. I'm not saying the 49ers don't deserve credit. I'm not even saying that they're not a good team. I'm just saying, how much more do you want them to get? They get plenty. And also, I just think it's curious now that they want to be all quiet and mum and not say much and say, oh, yeah, the Eagles have been playing well. You know, I ask you, you know, because... Because kill them with kindness. That's what that is. Kill them with kindness. Nah, nah, don't. It's because y'all had a lot to say. Y'all had a lot to say before. Y'all had a lot to say before. So keep the energy the same. Be consistent. It was, they were the best team. It was, oh, we would have had our pieces. You have your pieces. You're going to be well rested. You got all of it. So, so I you're saying no want- excuses. No, no excuses. excuses, because as we know, excuses are tools of incompetence, Kelsey. Anyway, oh, I'm going to leave it right there. Word. Really, <laughs> we really, if you know, you know, but we really do have to break. So I'm going to leave it here. But of course, it's go Eagles, go Eagles. I'm looking forward um, to Lane Johnson coming back. <laughs> go birds, fly, Eagles, fly. All right. I'm going to do it in slow motion for you. I'm going to do it in slow motion for you. <laughs> Not the slow motion. <laughs> <laughs> Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Angel, last year at the Final Four, I remember you saying you need a Kim Mulkey in your life. Do you still feel that way today, and why or why not? I'm going to say that today, tomorrow, next year, to the day I die, and that's just how I feel. And I'm at LSU because of Kim Mulkey, and that's, that's how I feel. How did it feel to be back on the floor? It felt great. I mean, it was a long two weeks, or well, a week and a half, two weeks, to be away from the team. Um, taking time to yourself is uh, really important. I feel like that's just something that was important in resetting and refocusing within the team. I'm just happy to be back. And th- this place was amazing tonight, and I'm just happy to be here with them. I want people to realize that I'm not just an athlete. I'm a human. <coughs> too. I go through things. We all go through things. And just being able to have so many people that were super supportive to me in this past week and a half really showed me a lot and who really cares for me and 
when you up, everybody love you. When you down, you see who really love you. So just being able to have such supportive people that were here for me and through a tough time for me was, was really important. I love that. Welcome back, Angel Reese. And also welcome, Sabria Whitaker, uh, okay. to Ladies First Friday. So happy to have you on. Um, I loved what Angel said, um, that she's not just an athlete, but that she's human, right? And we've been talking about Angel for the past couple of weeks, ever since the initial benching and then the absence. And something that I have been steadfast about, Sabria, and I still am, is the fact that she needed to be protected um, in terms of any messaging around her because of how she's already depicted in the media. Um, and I didn't think her coach did the best job of that. We don't have to go through all of that right now at this moment, but I, you know, she spoke highly of Kim Mulkey, but um, I just hope she's okay and I want her to be good. And, and so when she says, I'm human, I'm glad she said that because I want the media and people who discuss these athletes to remember that, that that she's human so what you know what did you make of her comments and just her return last night sabria i mean i'm glad that she was back it was definitely great to see her and at least to see her in positive spirits um and even commenting as much as she did right because a lot of the conversation around the entire situation has been we need more what's going on so i'm glad that she was able to at least take control of the narrative there um, but I will just say, it's a like, look, we talk a lot. We all have our opinions. Um, but if she feels like, you know, Kim Mulkey handled the situation, hey, if she like it, I love it. And I think right. maybe more people should, you know, kind of take that approach when it comes to stuff like this. For sure. And we're, we're going to talk about Kim Mulkey in a little bit. But, you know, I thought her comments, like sort of referencing her mental health, essentially needing to take some time were interesting. What did you make of that, Kelsey? You know, first off, I have to say, I love everything that Angel reset. I felt like the accountability was there. And like, like Sabria said, she took that narrative and she took it back and owned it, which I think was so important for her at this stage of her life. But like you said, she said she's human, like the rest of us, things happen. And it seems like whatever happened, that you can tell it was a growing period um, for her, a learning period for her. And, and then, you know, she also referenced her coach though, you know, saying like, it doesn't matter what happened. Like our love is still there. But I think it was also a period of growth for her seeing that like, not everybody's going to cheer you on when things aren't going well. And I think she really saw that. You know, she's been at such high highs for a young girl. And, you know, I've seen a lot of glories that most people won't even see in life. You know, the covers, the award shows. But then all of a sudden you get to a low and that you get back on social media and you see people starting to change their tune. And so I think for Angel Reese, she's really seeing probably a, a smaller circle is better. And I'm, I'm, let me give props to LSU too as well because nothing leaked out. And I've worked in college athletic departments. That is not always the case. So you can tell like her relationship with them is very, close-knit because again nothing like that all we heard was Kim from Kim Mulkey and us as media and like Sabria said though I think you know if Angel's happy and she seems like she's in a good place like I love how she exactly. walks to the press room like bring it on give me the questions and you know I think us as media then we can leave that there it doesn't mean we won't still pry but it seems like Angel's in a good place you know no matter our personal opinions of whatever relationship we see from the outside um, that she has going on with coach. For sure. And one of her cheerleaders was Shaq. She also spoke a lot about him during the presser, you know, him letting her know that, 
yeah, this too shall pass and giving her words of encouragement and kind of checking her when, when he needed to check her. And um, also, but just still providing that support. He told me when I was right. He told me when I was wrong. And I know he's going to call me after the game if he hasn't already. So it sounds like she has a, a good support system around her. And that's all I want to see. I just want to see Angel protected and, and the right people around her. So I was happy to, to, to see that. And in, in general, I was happy to see LSU get the win because in general, I feel like the team collectively is being a little disrespected. They were number one ranked coming into the season, which feels right to me, but they had a they had a bad first loss. And then they won every game since then. And I get it that they've played a lot of unranked teams, but they've won every game since then, but their ranking, they've shifted to seven. And um, in general, it's just been like, oh, you know, like, well, now they're they're contenders again. Like people are like, oh, they're they're contenders again after last night. But I stopped thinking that LSU could contend um, while I was watching them without Angel Reese, and even in the in every game after the first game. So I was happy to see them get the win, and I'm sure um, Sabria, you are happy about Anissa Morrow because that is your your girl. So why don't you just tell me why you're so excited for her? Yes, Anissa T. Morrow, because that girl is money, okay? Nice Nation, it's our time. Stand up. Like, I'm so happy that she is getting her shine on the call last night. Uh, I think maybe Rebecca Lobo said that, you know, she's proved her case that she can dominate when Angel Reese is away, but she can also dominate when she's here. And I just want to be clear. There was never any doubt in my mind about Anissa Morrow. Like, people really have to stop playing with her and put some respect on her and everything that she has done. Like she's been the double, double queen. I think a lot of concern from fans has been, well, why was she even coming off the bench? And I think what really, you know, was the question about LSU wasn't necessarily about their team and if they were contenders, but if their coaches could utilize them properly and get lineups that could get results. And I think when you have so many powerful people and you see well, why is this person coming off the bench versus this person, right? You're kind of nervous about, well, yeah, they have the pieces, but do they know how to play them? So I'm just really happy that she got the play. She got the show of people, you know, everyone, what she's about. I really better never see her coming off the bench again. That's just me. <laughs> um, but yeah, super happy that, you know, Anissa is getting this shine in a bigger market um, because I think she was definitely a little disrespected and, and undervalued at DePaul. Yeah, and you know, Kelsey, I mean, look at this right now. Um, if you could keep that board up, please. But like her her splits, you know, and in terms of like how she performed. And so in the first four games, Angel Reese is there. Um, she was coming off the bench earlier. And then look at, you know, the games without Angel, her minutes upticked. But then last night versus um, Virginia Tech, she stayed high with the minutes, points. They came down a little bit. You understand that because... Um, Angel Reese came back, but look at her, just still outstanding numbers from her. And she said, you know, like once her and uh, Angel Reese figure it out, it's going to be scary. And I, I don't like the whole oh, yeah. scary hours thing or whatever, but <laughs> it's, you know, I mean, what do you think about that? 
You know, I love this. And Sabria hit on it. You know, uh, prior, I used to cover DePaul when I was a Big East digital network sideline reporter. And there's been some, been some ballers that come out of DePaul. But I think Sabria hit the nail on the head. It's a smaller market and people aren't really watching that squad. And now, thanks to the new transfer rule, people can really go, um, I think, and shine where they want to shine. But, you know, going into LSU, it's not easy. Like you said, I mean, you know what you're going into. You know all the ballers they have on that squad. But she's been able to find a place for herself. And in a good way, like you said, where it seems like her and Angel Reese are able to coexist both shine as they did last night and win together. And I think that's what Kim Mulkey's going to need from the squad if they want to get back to a championship, uh, which we know they can do with the players on this team. And so I think she's going to be one important piece. And remember, this is not a full LSU team. We have some folks missing. And so the fact that she's been able especially to step up and then again, Angel Reese being inserted back, she's been able to play basketball her way. I think it was so underrated when she was going to LSU. And I think not enough folks were talking about it, but now she's showing y'all missed out and y'all need to be watching me. So I love this moment for her. And if she can keep playing at this level, and again, barring no injury, hopefully, I think that she's going to be very special and a great piece, especially on the boards. This team is going to be hard to beat, as you said, not especially as we start to get into more contentious play. And I'm excited to see when they come to my uh, my part in Baltimore, when Angel Reese comes home uh, for a big homecoming. Everybody here is looking at that December 20th date, Matt. Yeah, for sure. Listen, last night was a big night for so many reasons. It was a big night for Kim Mulkey, too. 700 wins first um fastest to get there um so you know look i want to be clear that at least me i'm going to speak for myself that i don't question um kim mulkey's coaching ability like she's proven you know herself her resume is what it is she can coach we know that um but when people like myself and others have been critical of her um, and already, like coming into the show today, there were people in the BFA mentions like, oh, look at what Angel said last night. Y'all know better though, right? Like, you know, well, some of Kim's former players don't have this same opinion of her. Some of them have spoken out about her, right? So like, look, I understand why, you know, there are certain players who would support her, but like, look at this here, you know, this is Anscape. They did a really great piece kind of outlining some of the history, but after LSU star forward Angel Reese missed her second straight game, she described it as a family environment, but she wasn't acting like it was a family environment. She says, I'm going to protect my players always. They're like family. They're like my children. I didn't love that she said that. You don't need to know what's going on. And then she, you know... Um, just in general, like her commentary is cryptic and that's how people were referring to it, but they point out the reason why Reese has been absent from the floor. So I just thought Anscape did a really good piece because they're just basically saying like, look, there's a history of Kim. It starts with Brittany Griner. Um, and you have to ask, why would people, why would players continue to play for Kim Mulkey? And that was the question that Anscape ended that with. And so Sabria, can you tell us why players continue to play for Kim Mulkey. Because like, for someone like um, Alexis Morris, I understand why she would defend Kim Mulkey, right? Kim Mulkey gave Alexis Morris a second chance. And if you know about her mm -hmm. off-court stuff and how she bounced around, I get it. Someone gives you another chance in a program and you're gonna be loyal to them. But Brittany Griner did a lot for Kim Mulkey and Kim Mulkey doesn't seem to care about that. Um, so can you can you shed a little bit more light? Because people think we're just hating on Kim on the show, but you're so well versed in this space. I'd like you to kind of talk about why people are so critical of Kim Mulkey and how she is with her players. 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, even, you know, amongst the Brittany Griner situation, you know, when she came out with her book In My Skin and there were some criticisms from her about Kimoki asking her to kind of keep her sexuality to herself and not really um, be so upfront about it because it might affect recruiting back when she was at Baylor and Baylor University having a strong stance on homosexuality to the point where, you know, they released a statement and, and made a rule about it. Um, and that being being such a huge part of who she is um you know she felt hurt by it she used the word pain and there were even some you know reports after the book came out and conversations were being had where um i think her father alleged that after they lost you know that last game she didn't hear from Kim Loki again. And so, you know, like you said, you have people like Alexis Morris who maybe that type of, you know, coaching or or love or lack thereof works, um, but it doesn't for everybody. And so when you are in a position to give something to your coach or provide something for them, the rules are going to be different. Let's be, let's start there. Let's be real. Every coach is not treating every player the same. And so we don't really know what happened with Angel Reese's situation. Honestly, like we guess we want to give her the benefit of the doubt. But for all we know, maybe the allegations that it was academic were more favorable for her. And so maybe it was more beneficial or in her best interest to let that slide and not actually say anything. I personally don't agree. Like that's not in my book of, you know, PR one on one. That's not how I would, you know, handle that situation. But it could have been beneficial to her. I mean, when Anissa decided to choose LSU, obviously I was hurt that she was leaving DePaul. And, you know, there are a lot of people who were like, well, why does she have to go there? What can she gain? That's a that's an individual question. I think when you have a such a small window in the NCAA space to even have your name brought up in conversations about the next level or the WNBA or endorsements, unfortunately, they have to to go where it's hot right now. I think. LSU was hot right now. And I think that is what has been working in Kim Mulkey's benefit. Like if, if you're someone who believes all press is good press, then LSU and any Kim Mulkey program is the program for you. If you can, you know, make it beneficial, but we're not going to sit here and talk about, you know, Brittany Griner and Angel Reese and not also talk about other players who are not there and truly believe that she's acting in everyone's benefit when there are still questions around other players who are not there and then media is met with, well, you shouldn't criticize me because I've always given you an interview. I don't like yeah. that. I think it's not a mutually like beneficial relationship. And I just don't like that. I didn't like it either. And I thought she did a straw man where she said like, you know, personal tax, you're criticizing me because I didn't answer a question the way you wanted. No, no, that's not why you were being criticized. Um, first of all, you have a condescending tone with the media. Mm -hmm. Let's be problematic. Clear. So you're yeah. very antagonistic with them. And then it's like, they're just doing their job by asking. So we get it. If you can't yes. answer and you can't reveal things, that's fine. But it's the tone in which you say it. It's the way that you deliver it. And then you get on your, your, your soapbox and say you're trying to protect Angel. But the way you're answering the questions led people to speculate about Angel and mm -hmm. run rampant. So that's why I say I I don't think you were protecting Angel. Yes. Kelsey, I want to give you the last word on this. 
Yeah, I'll be quick. And I put a tweet out and I'm like, I feel like I almost went viral people coming to me. But because I said this, when you don't say anything, you allow people to create their own narrative and go with it and spin it in any way, shape or form. And people keep telling me, Kelsey, no, that's how you protect your family. No, if somebody said something about your child that was incorrect, your job as a parent, in my personal opinion, is to correct that. You would never want anything malicious or anything that could, or any slander that could hurt your child out there. She had an opportunity to do so. And she chose to stay quiet, leaving Angel Reese to have to fend for herself in a world where she's been having to to do that for so long, right? Dating back to last season. So to me, it's been interesting to follow, but I thought the approach that she took was not the right approach. Again, if you're trying to create a family environment in which players can feel welcome and honestly feel safe with you as their coach. Agreed. Well, thank you so much. Sabria Whitaker, always a pleasure having you on. Thank you for all the knowledge you bring to the show. Happy holiday, my soror. We will be back. Bye. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Kelsey, the NBA in season tournament. Some call it the NBA Cup, like myself. Um, <laughs> the matches are set, you know, and I feel like it's a very mixed opinion on this still. Even at this stage, like people sort of come down one way or the or the another. And I gotta say, I'm not one of those people. I I'm very like. <laughs> I can take it or leave it. Like, I, I don't feel, I, there's some pros to it that I've seen. Um, I don't know that I can really say there's a con, but I don't, the pros to me are not so phenomenal that I'm like, um, wow, so glad yeah. I did this, need to have this. And, <laughs> but again, I'm not like, and this, I promise you, this is not about the fact that like the Warriors are not in it. Funny thing though, the NBA is promoting it with, uh, Jokic's picture on there, the Sixers and the Warriors, and none of those teams are in it. So, but yeah. So the thing, so like, it's not because of that because I, I didn't, I never cared about it. So you know, to me, I think it's a cool thing. Obviously, you know, especially for teams maybe that have like never won a championship or something. And I'm not putting it on the same level of prestige with a championship, but. It's, it's sort of as a way, like if you're one of like, let's say a team like the Timberwolves, right? Like if you're striving and you're trying to like get there to a championship, this is a good sort of first test. It's like you win a tournament and you you build momentum. And then there's the money factor. You know, not everyone is a superstar. Nice. Not everyone has all of the same endorsements. So nice. I'm sure those players are probably like, um, hello, lady, please be quiet. We want our money. So <laughs> yeah, like, uh, like, yeah. I'm not a... 
I'm not a direct recipient of any of this. So <laughs> for me, it's like, okay. But we wouldn't mind that. If they find a way to give it to broadcasters too, me and Nat will be right in line <laughs> to do some in-season tournament, calling some games. <laughs> right. So, I mean, if, if like the fact that like, yes, the players have been into it and it's made yeah. games competitive and sometimes you have people saying like the NBA is not good till Christmas or people right. the players don't care about games so to the extent that it's incentivized the players just to be you know more into the games and give us better games that's a good thing and so I'm not mad at it that's where I land Kelsey yeah I feel like I'm in the kind of the same place I feel like I'm indifferent to this tournament it's it's interesting like I feel like on one end I kind of get annoyed when people keep asking me like what's happening they don't understand it because I feel like there's still that mystery and question around it but then I'm also like okay but this is good people are talking and actually trying to watch and trying to learn and you know just a couple things I think one for the NBA Nat I think this has brought in a new generation to basketball you know I was watching the and let me also say this I'm in Washington DC so we just want wins whether it's in season tournament or regular season like we just want the Wizards to somehow some way get a w on that board so i mean it's a lot harder to watch here because it's not being the best basketball played but i saw some tiktok tiktokers actually on the court you know wanting to film in front of the court because of the colors and just how different it looks so i just thought about how this is bringing in a whole new generation into basketball maybe who wouldn't otherwise not be watching the games are you know especially around this time and then like you said i think for the nba this is always a hard time because this is when the nfl is really you know gearing up in terms of like the the seating right like we just talked about on the show earlier, you know, you have the teams that are really starting to, you know, get away from the pack and the teams in the middle of the pack. So I think right now, like you said, usually we're just talking NFL. We'll sometimes talk NBA if there's a big game, but it has us talking. So all in all, I think I like this for the NBA. I think the point differential thing has been the thing that people are just like not liking, not feeling like it's going to work here. And that's, I think, something that the NBA is going to have to revisit. But, you know, I think they're on to something. I don't know if I would keep everything as is, Nat, because again, there's still questions. And anytime I think something is hard to explain to the average person, person, it needs to be changed. If you can't explain it in layman terms, it doesn't need to be happening. Just my personal opinion. And I don't know if I could ask people on the street net to explain the in-season tournament <laughs> in, in, in a sentence or an elevator pitch. But I think it's good for teams like the Indiana Pacers, who I don't think get enough media credit or, you know, conversation or talk. You look at yeah, what they've look been at the matchups and call you know, them out so quickly. I, I like I that I'm for them. Yeah, I think I um, also misspoke earlier because I mentioned um, the the Wolves and they're not in it, but Indiana is like a perfect team, like you said. Yeah, that, that we example. don't really talk about. Yeah, right, right, for sure. And even uh, like the Pelicans, you know, we see here it's like Another Boston. Yep. Yeah, you have Boston, you have Indy, you have the Pels, you have the Kings, the Knicks. Hey, give Knicks fans something to root for, right? Ooh, <laughs> Maybe ouch. they can win the NBA Cup. <laughs> they're not winning a championship. Get you a cup, New Yorkers. <laughs> um, Milwaukee Bucks. I, honestly, yeah. I'm going to tell you something. If the Lakers somehow win this, I'm going to be laughing if they are like celebrating this like 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 crazy. Like, but you those would be the fans that celebrate. <laughs> Boston and Lakers, y'all are supposed to be teams that chase banners. I don't want to see y'all acting all extra about the NBA Cup. I know that. I know that the other night when they played, they had to run up the points total to make sure that they were good. Um, yes. Um, yes. So yeah. And Billy Donovan was like, "What are you doing?" But you know what I'm saying. Um, you know, they explained why they were doing it and it was all good. So look, again, people are excited about it. I'm going to watch. I'm not going to not be watching. Regardless, I right. And, you know, only the teams that make it to the, the final title game will have um, an extra game for the season. So all the other teams play 82 games. The two teams that make it there will have an 83rd game. So 
you know, we'll see. It, it, it's not bad. Not One bad. extra game for some money. I'll take it. Give me that any day. <laughs> not bad. But listen, look, as I mentioned, the Warriors are not in this uh, <laughs> in this tournament. And they were trying to get into the tournament. And there's they were. a lot of conversation about my Warriors uh, because they've, they've had a very interesting season. I mean, the last three years have been so interesting for the Warriors. The, the, talk about the season they won the championship, yeah. right? They started off so hot. They won all these games. And then, of course, there were some people like, they haven't left California and it's not real and da 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 but it was real and they won a championship, right? But even in that season, like the way they started off so hot, then they were like faced with all these injuries. And so the ultimate win total didn't end up like reflecting this high, high win season because they had injuries. And then like last year, this weird thing happened with the Warriors, Kelsey, where they couldn't win a damn game on the road, which is truly right. an outlier and an anomaly for them because we know the Warriors can win on the road, right? But it just, and it's one of the few times I quote Steve Kerr, but he says um, that was the exception, not the rule. So now mm. you have this season where they right. come out and they have the second hardest strength of schedule. All of their games, majority of them are on the road and they're winning. They lose like yeah. one game and they're, they're playing great. And then uh, they finally come home for this home stand and you think they're going to like run it up. And now it's the opposite of last year, Kelsey. They lose all but <sighs> one game in yeah. a six game home stand. And so people are asking questions. And during that time, Draymond Green got himself suspended. He's back right. now. He got himself suspended, right? So people are questioning him. Kerr has been doing some head scratching coaching errors to others, not to me because I I, I question Steve Kerr's coaching all the time. So but he's been doing- <laughs> You do, I see your Twitter feed. <laughs> so this is not, so people don't say I'm new. I'm Y'all are new here, I'm not new, but- <laughs> You know, he goes on radio the other day and says he shouldn't have made him, you know, hold Moses Moody out the game. So there's just all these things happening and people are talking. And of course, with the Warriors, is the dynasty over? You know, what's up with these Warriors? So I know what's up with the Warriors, but like from the outside looking in, you know, you 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 help to cover the Wizards. They got a former Warriors player. Wizards Ooh, don't talk about players. him, Nat. He's so we won't, really we won't, we won't, we won't, we won't not focus <laughs> on them. But, you know, as someone from the outside looking in, how do you view what's going on with the Warriors? Because I know no matter what I say, even if I'm objective, even if I give basketball facts, people are going to say, you're, you're a Warriors fan, you're biased. So what what are your thoughts <laughs> on their, their inconsistent season so far? Yeah, you know, I, I think it goes back to what we've been talking about a lot. They're human, you know, and I think for so long we've seen the super team that are the Warriors. And we know, I mean, their standard net has been greatness because that's how good they've played, you know, and we've got to watch again, the dynasty being built. I think something going for the Warriors is that they have a consistent uh, person and Steph Curry, I mean, who continues to just defy the odds and be that guy who they can lean on. Now, Draymond Green, of course, I think I think a lot of people don't um, realize his value to this team. Like, yes, he's older. Yes, he's Draymond, but he needs to be there. He is an important part of that squad, Nat. So I hope he does himself a favor. Yes, I hear what he's saying about having a target on his back and things like that. But that happens, you know, when you decide to make yourself this figure, you can't all of a sudden expect people to be like, oh, he's changed now. He's different. He Come choked on a man. And <laughs> across the damn court I think he's a nice person <laughs> come on Draymond like we all, all saw that so all of them, I'm just saying you know and if Clinton 
but we know he can bounce back. So if I'm a Warriors fan that I'm feeling a lot better than we are right now here in DC. I think again, still early in the season, they're still gonna work through things, but I like right now where the Warriors are. They're not perfect, but that's what we like about the Warriors. We know they're a team that isn't afraid of hard work, Nat, and they'll put work in. I think the West is actually gonna be really fun to watch this season as things pan out, which has me really excited that as not just a, a journalist, but as a basketball fan, because the Warriors are always that team that you can't count out. So I, I see your frustration that on Twitter, believe me, my would be a lot more but I don't put all I've had to you know be my own therapist for the wizards and just keep some of those thoughts to myself where I'd be angry all the time and I don't put that to my followers but all in all like I said I feel like the Warriors are in that place where they're still figuring out things like you said I mean they lost a player that's here now in DC and you know I know people can talk about you know what he meant to that team but they're trying they're going through growing pains it happens again they're a human basketball team but all in all the Warriors are always that team I think you have to put a question mark around because you just never know what their full potential can be and that's honestly quite frankly I think scary for the rest of the NBA. So not saying they're the best, but they're also not a team that I'd be like banging my panic button for. Just super worried about. They're certainly not playing the best basketball right now. And I feel like people should give me credit I've left them off of my my top 10 teams. So don't tell me that I'm not objective. Um, but <laughs> I look, I will say this. I'm, I'm, you know, it's, it's, and I, I think they, they've earned that to like not completely be discounted. So it sounds like you're not riding off yeah. the Warriors. Uh, look, Lil Wayne said the same thing. He told his son, like, every time y'all tell me Steph Curry's done, them boys come back that and part. win. So, that you part. Know, but, <laughs> but look, to me, it's not really that complicated of a thing. I've said all season that the Warriors, their margin for error is very slim. And that right. does mean you can't have Draymond Green missing the games that he it does. Needs to be there, you know, and right. they, they have misfortune. Andrew Wiggins didn't play last night. And it was a total accident. He just slammed his finger accidentally, yeah. like in the door. But right when he finally just starts playing well again and is looking like Andrew Wiggins, right? So a Chris Paul injury, again, I'm not trying to like slight him, but we, we expect him to miss time just yeah. his age. It's just been part of his story right now, right? It is. But the important thing about the Warriors and I Kerr at least seems to be righting his wrong is it is their youth movement. People thought it was the youth movement last year, but it wasn't. It's this year. We're this is the it, year yeah. he has to lean into the youth and lean into okay. their bench because the Warriors bench has been excellent. And last night they were excellent again, you know, mm-hmm. and his he's one of those coaches who just likes to rely on his veterans and doesn't quite trust the young guys but this roster is not constructed in a way to allow you to do that you have to lean on those guys but by the way they're playing well they're gaining you leads in the non-Steph Curry minutes right they're doing those things Jonathan Kaminga was excellent last night so was Pod. And Moses Moody, he didn't come off the bench, so he's not being talked about as like a a bench player last night because he started, but he's been tremendous all season. And he has to lean lean into those guys, one, because of their youth, their athleticism, but they are going to, one, help preserve your, your vets but also to have them ready for any kind of deep postseason run. Because if you don't give them the burn and allow them to make the mistakes in the regular season, then they're never going to be ready for the postseason. Look at what Jonathan Kaminga did last night. Look at what Pods did. And then, of course, Dario has been great all season. And so he's a vet, but, like, their bench has been excellent. So um, he seems to have learned from his mistakes. 
it's key. I mean, like the teams that we're seeing play well, you know, I talked about the Pacers earlier. They're a team that they have eight players right now and that's scoring double figures. That's a nice thing to have. Teams with depth are going to be the teams that go far in the NBA. And like you said, yes, that means relying on some younger guys to step up and have talent. I mean, like Steph is a human, Clay is human. They're going to need time to obviously, they're going to have sometimes slumps. They're going to need to sit on the bench and get a breather. So like you said, I think it's going to be up to the Warriors to actually have that trust in these young guys that they do want to move forward as you're saying that. And they have young guys that are very promising. I mean, there's other people who would love, I think, to have this talent. So all in all, Nat, again, I know the Warriors aren't probably where you want them to be. No team, let's be honest, is where we want them to be because no team right now in the NBA is undefeated. But all that to say, I mean, the Warriors, I think, are hopefully trending upward in the right direction, which has to be promising for Golden State fans. Yeah, they did. They did beat the the mid um, Clippers last night. Listen, um, we just want to send <laughs> a shout out to <laughs> just want to send a shout out to the James family and Bronny James Kelsey. Yes. Um, Love that he's, he's back to now. return to play. Yes. So that was that was amazing news to hear. Um, and the James family, they put out a statement about it. So thank you for even sharing that with us. You don't have to disclose anything to yeah. to us about your son. Um, and Bronny James is now cleared by his doctors for a full return to basketball. He will have a final evaluation with USC staff this week. Resume practice next week and return to games soon after. The James family would like to express their gratitude to the incredible medical team, the entire USC community, and especially the countless friends, family, and fans for their love and support. Fight on. And we all do support Ronnie James and this recovery. And LeBron James, let it be known, Kelsey, that if his return date is the day is a day that conflicts with a Lakers game? He will oh, yeah. be at his son's he chooses game. His family. And he yes, know that exactly. Yes. So as he should. Yeah. So, I were you excited to hear this news, Kelsey? Yeah, I loved it. I think the last the quote says it: "Family over everything. Family always comes first. You know, Bronny had a a very scary moment for that James family. You know, for their young son. When that moment, I'm sure, like didn't know what was next. And so I think for him to be able to be there, see, you've, he's seen the recovery process that we haven't even got to fully see, and just think how special that's going to be for him to look and see his superstar popped on the sideline. I love that because at the end of the day, when LeBron takes off that uniform, yes, he's still the greatest player right now in the NBA, but he is a black father and what that's going to mean for a son is going to speak you know decades and volumes and be such a great example for Bronny to continue to follow especially if he hopes to start a family hopefully later in the future not trying to scare LeBron James but later in the future when he has his family of his own so I love that Nat and I love that he put it out there you know so when it happens it's not going to be any questions we knew it was coming so I'm just excited for this story to continue and for Bronny's story to continue at USC Okay. We're giving flowers to Bronny James right now, so I won't um, push back on your statement about him being the best player. But um, oh, yes. I saw that face, um, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna leave it there. It's Friday. We're gonna <laughs> leave it with giving flowers on a high note, you know. Um, Bronny James, just praying for your continued yes. recovery and well-being, and the James family, just you know, just really sending love to them because what a scary thing, but thankfully he seems to be okay. And I hope there are no more hiccups like this in his future. Uh, I need the best, Bronnie. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. 
Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Dion Sanders, Coach Prime. Prime time. <laughs> is Sports <laughs> Illustrated Sports Person of the Year and in prime fashion, Kelsey, he has people in an uproar. He has people in an uproar. It's only and... pride. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the man is so polarizing. But listen, this is funny to me because it's a ironic that he's the Sports Person of the Year with the Buffs having a losing season. Okay. Um, <laughs> they had a losing season. They had a losing season. What do you want me to say? Yeah. They did, right? Yeah. You no, know, Nat, let me say that? that. It's not many people, though, that have losing seasons, Nat, that you're going to make a case. <laughs> I know you're going to make a case for Dion. And I'm just going to say this because even okay. though no people are not going to listen to what I'm saying, but please be clear, I am not mad at all about this pick. Like when I first saw it, I said, oh, okay. You know, I don't think it's the most compelling pick. Um, and I think there are better choices. And it's it, to me, and I'm not saying that every time someone wins, you know, an award like or an honor like this, that it has to be that they they won a championship or they won or something. But usually it's the case. And, you know, they had a losing season. And and not only that, but like all of the hype that started with them, it faded. It faded. So it, it like it would be different if it kept up the whole season. And it was like, because someone said that to me. They were like, well, you know, like he had all kinds of people watching. He did while they were winning. <laughs> and then when they were losing, it dropped off. The numbers dropped off. The hype dropped off. So, you know, I get what he did for a moment in time. And it was huge. It was huge. And it's, it's definitely something that should be acknowledged. But to me, Angel Reese is a more compelling case than 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 hmm. him i think women's sports overall or a more compelling case and we've seen times when people have had these honors and they kind of do like a group thing whether it's a team right. or like women's sports or the sports because of all of the things that happen in women's sports from the aces and asia angel reese um the 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 ratings being higher for the college national tourney than baseball you know what i mean i just think that there are more compelling cases than Dion, but that doesn't mean that he didn't do something great this year. I rest my case. You know, Nat, I hear you and, and I love everybody you said, and I get what people are saying. Last year it was Steph Curry, you know, Naomi Osaka has been recent. I mean, you can just keep naming the folks that, you know, have recently graced these covers. LeBron James has been recent and, you know, all the people I said known for their athletic contributions as well as, as, well as their charitable contributions, right, with what they do in the community. But what Deion Sanders did, you know, love him or hate him, we're talking about him. The man's in every commercial, what he's done for that university. I think people don't realize when you're sports person of the year, you're supposed to 
transcend sports. And that's what he's done for this university that, I mean, every enrollment number is up. Don't forget Colorado, a public institution. If you actually read through the entire article, he's had scientists want to say they want to go here and actually study there, which helps universities get more money. And then you look at it, the number of Black students that are enrolling in Colorado went up 80%. The city has had more Black people in it that than ever before. So I think all this to say, I mean, yes. And even when he was losing, people wanted to see him lose. And we were all watching these football games when it started as a family. He changed lingo. I mean, I think I tweeted this. I got an Uber one time and I was like, give me my thing. I was just feeling the whole like vibe and thing. And I didn't even realize this man had even gotten into me, Nat, like when I'm listening to things. So all this to say, I think what Dan has done, not just with him, remember, it's his family that's at Colorado that we're really all watching, you know, continue to evolve and emerge. That's not easy. I mean, essentially, this is kind of what LeVar Ball had started to try to do, right, with the big baller brand. And of course, we have seen that has since fall off. But Dion said, at 56, we are always talking about him. He stays in our mouths. And and in college football, he broke into his own way. And I'll never forget his quote, Nat, that he said, you know, if if he offends you, that's on you because he's going to be him, love him or hate him. I don't think we've seen anybody kind of step up Institution like that. So all he said offensive things. I can't can't wear this kind of cape for Deion Sanders. He does say things that are inappropriate. Like he's not perfect. I'm not saying that you're saying he is. But but he makes us talk about it. You say offensive things sometimes. Yeah, we we might talk about it, but you don't, you're you're not always like a wordsmith, but you do say a lot of great things. And, you know, that's the problem. It's like, we're not allowed to ever criticize him, but I'm sorry, no one is Jesus here. You're not infallible. You're oh, not, no. you know. Oh, no, he's human. You know, I know, and I again, I know you're not claiming that, but like, if I take issue with something you say, I'm gonna say that. I can also love and you. you said. Yeah, and but I, you know, he's in headlines every week. It's something about Deion Sanders, Brahm effect. I mean, the shades, everything he touches turns into gold net. So I'm just giving it to him. I think this was well deserved. And even now, we're talking about him being on this cover. Just more money for that for Deion and everything he's doing. All right, well. <laughs> We both made our case. Have a great weekend, y'all. <laughs> Bye, guys. The Michaels will be back on Monday. <laughs> Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.